Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We'd like to acknowledge the original custodians of the land this podcast is recorded on, the Keech, Tongva, and Shumash people. And we'd like to acknowledge their elders, past, present, and emerging. Salmon or Dolly, through a great party, we all drank Bacardi, it got kinda gnarly. We're light as a feather, we're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Oh, what a week of birthday celebrations. I celebrate, mean, I'm like, celebrate I'm good time. From the Dionysian celebrations that have taken over, not just Los Angeles, not just California, but this is a worldwide, it's bringing the people together. This one year of our podcast. Oh, yeah. People are freaking out. I'm hearing there are babies being conceived. <laughs> oh, and real beautiful babies. Real, They're the genuine beautiful babies made in honor Aww. of the podcast. Yeah, it's been one year. It's yeah. been one of the best working experiences of my life. Mm, fantastic. Because of your co-star. Co I mean, you know, there's been Keanu, there's been John Cusack, but this, I mean, what prepared you oh for this God, level of this is chemistry? A dream. Well, we it, who knew? We would have such, you never know who you're going to have chemistry with in life. And I take it that I've done something right or I may be cool because the chemistry Daphne Javich and I had when we first met doing a play. Okay, this wasn't the direction I was going in, but yes, let's introduce <laughs> our very special, beautiful baby guest. I was talking about me. But oh, anyway, okay. well. <laughs> okay, let's talk about who our guest is this week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking at her. Oh, well, we can go back to our chemistry. No, no, that's okay. Look, uh, we have, you, if you want to gloss over, it's like the way when we cheers in a group, you never make eye contact with me. You make eye contact with everyone else. And me, you're just like, cheers, back to the group. I'm just like, overwhelmed I by just your, want... uh, your energy. is okay. just too much. Yeah, this is an unusual pairing, you and I. Yeah. Wait, can I just interrupt? It's Daphne Javid. Yes. Introduction. <laughs> yes. Because when you introduced me to Pally and we had that first Her dinner. Her husband. My now husband. Yes. You know, Rude Pally. You've heard of him. <laughs> the one who did, starts, walks into your house and starts telling you how to decorate it. Yeah. <laughs> Rude uh, Love you, Pally. Asks you if that was on purpose. Okay. <laughs> when you arranged that first dinner in when he lived down the road in Laurel Canyon and I came he thought that I had a crush on Josh, who was the other guy there. And it was the same thing, which was I Wait, was. Wait, who was Josh? Josh Radner? No. Who? No, it was Josh. somebody else. Can't remember him, his yeah. last name, but also an anonymity. You're projecting um, him. The people might think others have crushes on him. I'm just That's the kind of anonymity guys would like broken. I'm about to say, oh, okay, which is sorry, I sorry, actually sorry. didn't have a crush on him, right. but I was flirting with him because I was too oh, nervous. The and bait like, and switch. It, yes. it was the bait and switch. So she just did a bait and switch. She yeah, was too nervous to acknowledge right. your yeah, chemistry. I was too nervous to acknowledge it. was too much it. chemistry. It is too much. I mean, I might cry and I don't feel like crying. No, I wanna... But granted, you and Daphne's chemistry. So Daphne Javich, our friend, one of your best friends, became one of my best friends. We love Daphne Javich. She's got amazing talents, amazing insights in all kinds of realms. And also, if you ever want someone 
to just come over and cry at your house. <laughs> I highly recommend hiring Daphne. There's a subscription model where she'll visit once a month. Um, but It's like but, an emotional support animal. I I'll know. just come over when you need to cry. I actually was thinking about this on the way here. I was like, my tear ducts are going to get confused because usually when the three of us sit together, I just weep. Oh. Totally. But we do not force this podcast on our friends. We do not guilt them into listening to it or anything like that. And you seem to authentically respond to it, which to me was very meaningful. Oh, my gosh. It is. And when I realized it was the one-year anniversary, I kind of was thinking back, how could this be? Because I feel like I... You know, I live in L.A. right now. And then I realized when I first started listening, I have these visceral memories of being in my basement in Brooklyn preparing for the move. And so one year means, what, over 52 episodes, Yeah, because there's some we've done two. And yeah, Yeah. but basically, basically, yeah. So it's also like making up for lost time where we've lived on different coasts because I feel like listening is truly like being in a very natural, real conversation with the two of you yeah i know we our friend uh, nino yama was on one we just taped and she was saying do i have to come prepared with stories or anything i said i don't think that's the appeal of this podcast i think it's really people like the casualness of it and right but what's your let's tell the beautiful babies the story of the ionian daphne friendship how this began because it's quite a it's quite an origin story what's your point of view because i know mine like well, we met when I was a costume designer. We met 20 years. How old is Kate? Because Kate was like eight months old or something. Yeah, she's like 22. So mm. 21 years ago, and I was a costume designer, and it was your first play. And I think I was wearing a surgical booty. Yeah, that was one? part of the story. Just one. Why? Yeah. What was on the other foot? My- well, she just had one operation on one foot. So she was cracking me up. One of the things that cracked me up. I remember we were standing on the street. Where was it? It was exactly. It was on Bleecker Street. On Bleecker Street. It was and- a Jonathan Mark Sherman play. Yeah. And we were like sort of walking out of a day of rehearsal. And you were just saying, I think you had crutches, right? Or maybe not. But you had a surgical booty and you were, the way you said surgical booty sounded funny. <laughs> and you were stressing about what shoes to wear because you hadn't worn sneakers in a while, right? Correct. And so you 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 landed on La Tigra's, right? Yes, the Tiger sneakers, which were like a Brock classic. So this is yeah, Brock gonna... Enright who creates the Vague Data podcast. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're getting a sense of how incestuous this all is. Yeah, <laughs> and so I meet Daphne and she's this, you know, extremely beautiful charismatic extremely funny but not in a like haha I'm a comedian funny way you were amused by your own predicament so it wasn't like obnoxious superficial like what am I gonna wear on my feet like whatever because you're sort of a fashion icon you were fun you found it amusing in a funny way that you had this you know choice of shoes or something it was did you know who Ioni was before yes okay oh my gosh hello say anything anything. oh I never assume people know who I am but I yeah and I just thought you know I was taken with you like I think I assume everyone is taken with you, but then we just and then just your way of oh also any rehearsal I would look at you when we were rehearsing and you were always like <gasps> like <laughs> like about to cry at the the tender points of the play. That's transgenerational trauma. <laughs> it was like your empathy and your visceral. Even watching shows, I think I watched a show with you once or a movie. <sighs> you you you're like gripping the pillow like sitting up like watching a show or you know you were just so in it you you're so empathetic to theater and to art and to people 
Well, so thank you for putting it me. like that. And then we just, in my memory, like such a natural transition to what's bec- what was always authentic and like, you know, great, but has become truly like one of the most important friendships of my entire life. Yeah. I mean, I really feel like we've gone through so many different transitions and experiences and relationships and healing. And I've seen you with boyfriends. I, I've seen your dynamics with your parents, yes. your sister, your nieces. Um, of course, now it's a whole new chapter and you're married with kids. Um, we've been to India together. Oh my God, we've been to India together. It's just really funny. Yeah, yeah. we were at your wedding, you were at our yeah, wedding. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really, it's meaningful to to pass time, especially I feel like in a culture and an age where everything is so fast, it's interesting to reflect on meaning that's accrued over time. And we, I mean, where we are sitting right now, we once used to lay in bed smoking cigarettes, <laughs> watching Robert Altman movies. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> At night, you used to yeah. love to smoke a cigarette at bedtime. Right. That was my thing. It'll and sit yours, in Nancy moments. Yes, yeah, at so. night. That's so weird. And all we those, would like, be like, we habits. could listen to Robert Altman all night to fall asleep because we were listening, I think, to the like DVDs, extras oh, right. of him oh, talking God. about the film. Anyway, if you have any father... kind of daddy issues... <laughs> A Robert Listen. Altman director's commentary uh, is just what you need. I mean, I met him a few times because my friend Donna Granada was the costume designer for a lot of his movies. And I had a, like, not a psychotic episode because I didn't do anything. <laughs> but I had, luckily I'm observant and have had enough um, therapy. But I was with him after a screening at one point, standing next to him. And I got overwhelmed with a, a yearning, not to romantically be with him, but just to get something from him, like love. Of course, like this older dynamic director. Just to be held in Papa's arms. Exactly. Yeah. If he could have lifted me up in this sort of social setting outside of a screening. That would have been amazing. And just rocked me back and forth and said, you're the most special, amazing person in the world. No, but I, I stood there and I was very good at observing this overtook, overtook me. And I thought, this is intense, what's happening to me. But I contained it because I'm healthy enough to contain that and thought, wow, I do have some father issues. But I just sat and <laughs> smiled and contained the feeling. But the main thing, one of the things I was so grateful for which must have been so intense for you was Kate was little mm -hmm. and she was in a stroller and we're in New York and I was separated from her dad and but we were still sort of trying to make it work and I was glommed onto you because I was sort of I didn't know what to do with myself and you let me like follow you around as you did your let her I costume her. fittings or whatever you were working on and I would stand outside of meetings you were even having and I just feel like you would come out and then I would start talking and then you would go back and do an errand and I would just wait. And then, well, then you would come back out. One of the things about your personality is you love being with like kind of leader types who are motivated on their thing. And you are the single greatest cheerleader for people you care about. Mm -hmm. And I think it's not that, I know you sometimes put it down. You're like, oh, I'm, I'm so, I don't know, I'm a chameleon and I change to be like my friends or my partners. But I think you, you're you so empathetic to what each person is passionate about that you love. And you're, it feels, I don't know, it doesn't feel like glomming on. It feels like support. Like you offer such profound support. Totally. To I don't yeah. see you as a chameleon. I, I actually see you as one of the most consistent people I know, kind of emotionally and intimately. But I think because you're 
truly empathetic, that might feel like a chameleon quality as you experience the experiences of people you're close to. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you are so you. You're the most you. Right. I think that the podcast has been a really, really good example of that, which is like we sort of knew that Ben would give good podcasts because he's like, you know, you have teacher qualities. You're really comfortable. You're a performer. I'm outgoing. You're outgoing. And and Ioni's also a performer, but in a slightly different like container. But I think the joy and the excitement of your kind of like riverness, your fluidity, your flow combined with like the hilariousness, eccentricity of the stories, and my absolute favorite thing, the way you so plainly kind of um, acknowledge and own qualities that other people would be like embarrassed to say out loud. Like, <laughs> like jealousy or something. Jealousy, yeah. social climbing, um, <laughs> daddy issues, or like the last episode, there was something that we were, you guys were talking about Nepo babies and stuff. And I love, you were like, yes, I was using everything <laughs> I could. And I think that there's something about that like plainness that it's so unburdening for so many other people who are holding those things in like a shame or a negative place. And it's like, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm 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 a selfish person. No, or... that's so true. You're free in a certain way. Yeah, that is. But you, look, Daphne was the first person that I really bonded with in terms of appreciating your hilarity. Like oh. you're, I think you were because you're oh, a shy person. She was someone else. She who knew could you tell were funny. You, yeah, because oh. you thought yeah. probably thought is she funny? And then when you saw someone, no, no, I knew, but I was sort of like, why didn't people not appreciate oh, it? Oh right. And then it, well, I remember talking to Daphne once, and she was like. You are so funny. And I was like, yes, okay. It's, no, it's, so yeah. funny. Yeah. Oh, so good. funny. Even when you just told that Altman story. Yes. Like, <laughs> no one could tell that story. I know. I'm meanwhile, like, editing the video. And, like, <laughs> that is the moment. Um, Daphne, what do you, one of the things I think that's amazing about these long friendships is that, you know, I think about the chapters you've been through, the relationships, the career changes, all of that, the changes Ioni's been through, the changes I've been through. We've known each other and it's it's amazing to realize that what you love about somebody goes beyond their present persona. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Totally. That like like when you're friends with someone through multiple chapters of their life and you've loved them through every one, some may you may question more than others some may irritate you but at the end of the day you love the person mm-hmm. i just think that with old friends is like such a remarkable thing to have been through together i know that is interesting it is i think there's also an element that applies certainly to our relationship and i think to my like long relationships and new relationships that i feel you two are so curious and always learning and always trying to evolve. And I think that that really, really supports an enduring friendship because if you don't really align with someone's choices, there's a great possibility that they'll move through those and somewhere else and then you'll reconnect. You know what I mean? It's not like a calcified version of a person that you're just constantly up against their limitations in that one area. You get to be up against each other's limitations in new areas totally. and growth in new areas. Totally. Yeah. When you were developing from being someone who worked primarily in costume, fashion, you had a brand, to working in the health space, did you know there was an audience for that? Or was were you the audience and you were just having faith that you'd find other people that 
We're interested in all of it. Okay, so just to contextualize <laughs> Sorry, this, because yeah, yeah, this yeah. might be a little bit confusing. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I was a costume designer for 10 yes. years. I started when I was really young. And then I launched an underwear brand, which yeah. led to consulting in women's wear at bigger brands. And then I had a licensing in Japan. So yeah, yeah. I'm currently a health coach. Yes, exactly. And only a health coach. Yes. Um, but sort of, but you still have like, you have the caftans. You, I you have ca- a licensing in And Japan. you do it all very stylishly. That's the thing. Well, I'm I a think, vain yeah. Materialistic health coach, but also I'm a health coach who appreciates. I'm I'm like a pool. There's a shallow end and there's a deep end, like a really great pool, right? Um, Meaning, not that I don't even think like beautiful things or clothes is necessarily a shallow thing, but let's say a more superficial thing than perhaps your health span and your ability to move through a day. Except the yeah. beaut- beautifying your life Helps. is part of health 100%. too. Right? And also the branding of some health, you know, it's just opens it up for all people. Not to say that you're only working with people who are highly stylish people, Zero. but it's, <laughs> I mean, when I, when I got into this 10 years ago, I had a health condition. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, oh, now I'm going to become a health coach. Right. And when I had my health condition, I did notice that there wasn't a lot of people in the space at that time that reflected an identity that kind of resonated with my lifestyle. Like, yes, that's what I'm talking exactly. about. That's what I'm talking so, about. So, like, yeah. I you just saying, to you're clarify, saying it better than I do. Yeah, like, I yeah. want, I'm currently yeah. still, I work in the health space, but my goal is to. Yeah, it's great if people if people are attracted to the look of it or the style of it, yeah. whatever gets people in the door, it's meant to just feel inviting. Yeah. So I don't want to make it sound like it's like couture health coaching. No, no. It's like vintage sweatshirts and like, you know, good vintage denim health coaching. Right. But like, not, and that's but not it, the But it's all, it's, it's, it, it's not keeping them separate. It's saying that At like, all, it's saying you can be interested in beautifying your life right. and in being healthy. That's the thing. Which just yeah. so like happened to My yeah. approach to health, yeah. which at gotcha. the time was also like, hey, I don't live in a, at the time, I still don't live in a canyon, but like, I don't live in a canyon in California where I'm doing like 20 minute meditation twice a day and like ceremonial manifestation. I live in New York. I ride the subway. I like to smoke cigarettes at the time. I might want to drink champagne, you know, all of these things. And you can still integrate health. And that is something I wasn't seeing. Yeah, and so yeah, when yeah, I yeah, started yeah. doing well, I was like, how can I... Doing make- well is the name of the company. Yeah, the right? platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The platform. And I was like, I just want to make it more than like pictures of smoothies yeah. and like meditation. No 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 shade smoothies and meditation are awesome love a smoothie but yeah yeah, but people who are not like identifying with health in that way are really who i thrive with you know Um, to me the way you do what you do is part of what makes it innovative part of it thank you you know what i mean and i do think the way we message whatever our message is is it's sort of the make or break in does it do people even end up entertaining the thoughts so I think it's it's not a gift to be underestimated to deliver a message stylishly. Totally. You know? If it brings more people to yeah. the practice or yeah, to yeah, the yeah. idea that health is for everyone and sure. health is and that it's invite like I would like to be like the Mr. Rogers of the health space. That's like nice. you know, like just and it's a, yeah. a place that and makes you, you feel good, you know? Yeah. So that's why I got like Aside from my baggage that I carry from coming from an academic household that totally like shamed all of my materialism, Uh I get like not defensive, but I want to clarify like it's not like this is a like 
I love clothes. Sure. I love No, it's not a fashion it's slash a health fashion thing. Health. No, 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 of course, of course. No, no. But what I do love is New York is you think like you were saying before about New York, you think of it as being this sort of go, 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 you know, yeah, you, you you eat on the street or you have a good meal or you... Some street meat. Street meat, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But, um, like, it's sort of nice to have the New York, um, a New Yorker do this because that yeah. seems like there needs to be a little more of that. It seems I sort of... I was so worried when I moved yeah. here. I was like, will I lose my edge because <laughs> I can get, like, fermented cabbage right. at every market? Right. Like, will I still relate to people? The who... air one predicament. Well, you're bringing, yeah. you're bringing that New York energy. I, I tend to find as I get older, like, when I make changes in my life, my initial impulse is to be like that made no sense now i'm doing the right thing oh yeah we but then as you pass this. down a few chapters you go oh they all actually have contributed to where i am now like it's a there must be some evolutionary impulse to push away where we just were like leaving a relationship but then as you get yeah. older and you integrate it you start going like oh my god it's giving me a unique perspective all the various chapters so true yeah. and even when i think back and this always made sense like even as a costume designer you are, you're not a coach, but there is a level of like listening and getting into the actor's character and how they approach a role and the personal space of clothing. And you do have to have a kind of really intimate, I hope, relationship. So it, there's a kind of therapeutic aspect to well, it. I've never thought of that. That's so true because you are, you're there in service of the, the role yeah. they're trying to play. And you're like, can I help you and play you, this through? You, you have yeah. to, a lot of actors, it's like you have to kind of get them comfortable with my skill set and yeah. have that also align with their vision of the character and what they feel safe and comfortable. So it's not that different That's than so health coaching. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, when I left fashion, I had great job. I thought, oh my God, I'll never reach this height, let's say like financially or stability wise, not from 10, but because I was consulting for Uniqlo and theory and stuff like that. Um, but when I had 10 and I was doing the underwear line, I was lonely. Because mm. you don't get to work with people in that intimate way that as a designer or now as a coach or even as a consultant when you're navigating like a corporate culture. And so I I really wanted to come back to the work where I'm- And really you're, also, you're also entrepreneurial. And I think that's one of the things yeah. we connect on yeah. that I think you ultimately want to be your own boss too, which is part of it, right? I yes I do although sometimes I'm like I need someone to be my boss yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right, right. like and Robert Altman Robert Altman and my kids yeah, are yeah. my boss sometimes <laughs> yeah, too right. like every experience whether it's the conclusion of a relationship or building a family or moving at least as a coach I'm sure as an actor and as a musician and a producer and all the things you're doing now like all of that creates a more authentic connection to reaching people who are experiencing similar or not even the same, but relatable things, you know? And it's, and that has been, I think, like, this is a, I'm trailing here. Hey, dude, you're on the right podcast. But I think that has been like one of the most um, amazing, exciting things about getting older is how like authentic connection and really like getting more understanding of other people's experience yeah. has given this part of my life now I'm 43 like such an exciting hue because yeah. it's so meaningful yeah. together we're weird, we're weird together 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If I was to ask you, was there one experience you've had with Daphne besides the booty, the surgical booty, that (laughs) sums up why she's a magical person and what you oh love God, about so her. Well, is there a one it's memory? Hard. I know, I'm just curious. Is there memory? one? Um, Where you like saw the essence of her. Like when I think of us, I think of us being in that tuk-tuk <laughs> in India in the s- storm, oh, right. in the pouring rain, and you laughing right. and me realizing, oh, this is someone who I can laugh with through a disaster. Right. I felt like I saw you. I, don't, I just wondered if in your friendship oh there's been gosh, a moment. Oh my gosh, I have so one many. of those too. You do? Okay. Yeah, with Pally. But I think I have one with you, Ioni. Okay, you can do it. And then maybe I'll remember. <laughs> okay, well, when I used to come to LA in my 20s, didn't have a license, would stay with you. And my great <clears throat> Aunt Asia was, remember, she was hospitalized. And Ioni took me to the hospital. And I think you interacted with Asia. Yeah. And she was French. And, um, and then... Shortly after, you read me a poem that you wrote that was kind of, it started with that occurrence, like being in the hospital with Asya, but then it went into like some kind of like sort of like romantic, like unfinished business with like, I don't want to say names. And it sort of became like this sort of like romantic, yeah. love addict poetic, beautiful thing. And like, it's so captured. Look, there's nothing that gets the blood flowing and gets <laughs> some spicy memories going, like sitting in a hospital with a dying aunt. But it so captures you and it was so touching and beautiful and also like so the things that I actually care about I don't want it just a poem about my aunt in the hospital I want it to go into like a sexy territory <laughs> of like unrequited requited like you know it, and it's just that and and difficult parents the painting difficult parents oh, oh yeah. yeah that's good painting oh that is really good I just have these mm. these are some of the I mean I wouldn't say that's the only reason No, but it's something that's it's like moments. it's like a uh, life flashing before your eyes type moment. Totally. Yeah. What's the one with Pally? With Pally was when we basically had tried to get together and had deep I had deeply rejected him and then like I went got back together with my situationship and it was like a dismal dismal thing and then I went we're finally together go to Italy the trip is going kind of terribly and then we like got on a Vespa and he started telling me this story in the third person about somebody else like asking for a friend and it was so funny and I was laughing and I was like god even in the middle of this horrible dynamic like awkward sex rejection I'm having the best time with this guy and in my mind I was like I'm gonna marry this guy because to me, it was like, this is it. You could go through really like hell and still just have the best, deepest laugh. It's not dissimilar to yeah, yours. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. sitting outside right here at the pool when you were sort of with the old person, the French person, and then there was Pally. The old person, the French well, person. Well, he wasn't was old, literally old. He actually but- kind of was. He lied about his age. <laughs> oh, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> And then you were like, but what about Pally? And because he's, you know, he's Brazilian and you're, you're a New Yorker. I was like, I don't know if he'll be edgy enough for you. But 
he adores you. He just worships you, which is so good. I mean, there's more to it than just that, obviously, in a relationship. But hey, it's not a bad place to start. Yeah. But and I he's just pretty edgy saying, for me. Yeah, yeah. It's edgy. <laughs> really flip that, flip that we, script. It turned edgy. I love the perception of him <laughs> worshiping me. Oh, no, my but God. You too, but you introduced us pretty much. Yeah. I mean, we met, I remember but you that. made it happen because you, you also love getting people together. Yeah. It doesn't work. It really never, rarely works. But Willie, that was maybe the only time. Have you watched any of Jewish matchmaking on Netflix at the moment? Not yet. It's, it's worth watching. <laughs> it's, it, it is the science of, have you matchmade people? I don't think I've done it successfully. I don't know that I've, I, I mean, I did match make a couple. They ended up getting married, but they then it, the relationship concluded. Mm. But I guess that was a good match mm. for a long time. I mean, it was successful for, in its in its existence. Yeah. But I, I don't know that I'm a, ma- I don't know a lot of like, I know a lot of single guys. Wait, what? I know a lot of single guys. I feel like all guys. we know are single women. Oh, we have to compare and contrast. Yeah, after. let's have a mixer. <laughs> the guys that are still single after 40 in LA, there's a reason. But what about if they were divorced? <laughs> divorced is fine. If you've divorced never been- Divorced is a great market. I, I reckon because the second one actually seems to be quite good for a lot of people, the second marriage. Yeah. Oh, I definitely feel like I'm so grateful that I partnered before all the apps and all the like virtual like mating because, or what do you call pre-mating? Like It'd be the pre-mating? Pre-mating. Yeah. Sounds right. Sounds like pre-mating. <laughs> um, just because I definitely think that it feeds into like something that's probably already a little bit wrong with those guys. Like then to have it all be so kind of like visual and surface right. and pitchy. Yeah. And too many options. Because guys options. don't do well with too many options. That's why they want them so badly. They're now these matchmaking shows like Indian, Jewish, whatever ones are kind of interesting because it's like let's just go with more. can you pick for me it's like when you know you, when you can't make a decision you say to someone else can you just pick i'll do whatever you so like could you ever look maybe this is just me i could go to a restaurant and see someone and like my vagina might go beep but like i don't know that i could look at it you should get app. that checked out yeah <laughs> i don't know that i could look at an app and look at like pictures of people yeah and know whether i felt like yeah i've heard a lot of people saying the only dating app they're using is instagram i've definitely met friends on instagram right right and also what you're seeing them post is not just like what they're sort of filtering for like a romantic partner it's more yeah what who are you in the world yeah 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 it's so interesting because you two I, I wonder, like, I feel like you two are, like, very collaborative. I know that before this pod, this is an obviously, like, a concrete example of collaborating, but I do feel like you both really creatively collaborate, for example, similar and we've with, made music with videos your albums and, yeah, 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 and yeah, making yeah. videos and all that stuff. And it's, like, it's not that, I mean, I feel very supported by Pally, and I think he takes an interest in my work, and I definitely run things by him. But I feel like you two have a much more like creatively collaborative. And recently, it got it sort of got more. So I don't know if it's a more collaborative. I don't know if it's a trust thing or just getting to know each other and seeing what we're really good at. I think it's yeah. also just that the, the the fields we're in yeah. work well together. Yeah. There's just a luckiness in that the businesses kind of overlap and the pa- you and, know what and I mean? The, and yeah. the sense yeah. you, and you trust the, each other. Because you, tr- yes. you, you learn the other. sensitivities like 
oh, I don't know, you want to say, oh, I don't like that one part of that song you just wrote. And I prefer this part you might want to say, but then you've you know creativity but then vice versa like you've told me and you've said stop you're interrupting my creative process if mm -hmm. i come in with an idea or something yeah like those boundaries got established pretty early Mm -hmm. except one funny thing i'm thinking of is (laughs) before i I guarantee you this story is going to end with her being right about something (laughs) that i should have done this one's you um you're right um so before i i learned sort of the basics of like writing a script or storytelling in a certain way you learn along the way and but this (laughs) one day I came out to Ben and I just said borscht belt (laughs) and he said I was like what what do you mean I said borscht belt I want to write a script about the borscht belt and he was like he was like so and then I think I started (laughs) crying I don't know if you said so no I said I was like and what else like what happened I I was so like uh, I was so into myself with this idea. I I went to the Borscht Belt. My well, she picked family, a setting she liked. I picked a setting. I was just and curious I, about and the I, story. I, and I was so hurt that he wasn't like, it's like, yes. a, it's like if a little kid's doing ballet and in their mind, they're like, you know, Anna Pavlova, but the parent is like, you know, that's cute. And they're like, what do you mean? This is the best ballet anyone's ever done. But the Borscht Belt is a good setting for but, a movie. Uh, there just has to be more to he it. He wasn't excited. But because it, my fantasy was hanging on a thread, which I didn't know. You know when you have a fantasy and it's hanging on a thread and someone, you know, they pop the bubble. It's such a collapse because you know in your mind that that was a fantasy anyway, but you don't believe it yet. Mm-hmm. I was so like hurt and wounded and, up and angry and it took me forever to... And then at some point, finally, I realized like, yeah, you, you can't, you know, that's the setting. That's a great setting. And in the end, I did a UCLA uh, online course, like writing a script. And I actually used that idea. And I did write a script that was based in the Borscht Belt. You want to hear the pitch? Borscht Belt. I no, no, but it had a whole That's story. A very 2023 pitch. It had a very, it had a whole story and it wasn't dirty dancing. It was a whole story. <laughs> and my professor recommended I put it in a festival or something or and it didn't you're kind of didn't becoming win. wrong it didn't win yeah, exactly wrong. i do exactly wait yeah. i have to tell my ben yeah. like this is, i would not say this is my like solidifying moment okay. with you but i do want to say that this is a moment that has really stayed okay. with me um I'm nervous <laughs> well it's because there's so many moments okay, right. like we've been through so many phases and things together and and also i think when you've had so much like intimacy and deep conversations together it even feels like even longer and more but once we were in a car and it was during my situationship pre-pally and I was really like circular and it was a lot of rumination and and you know those relationships where you have to tell your friends every detail about the text and you said you know I feel a little bored <laughs> listening to this. And I think oh that God, you if you rough. feel bored listening to a story, that it's like indicative that not, you didn't say like that the story is boring. No, the person's bored who's telling the it. The person's yes. bored who's I telling do, it. I do think that's true. And I have always thought yeah. about that yeah. when I've heard stories and I've become like had that little feeling of like disconnect because at the time I was like, whoa. Like a little bit taken aback. Yeah, you can be rough, but I see what you meant. It's true. It's it not with that. Me. It's not that necessarily the person's bored 
it's more just like maybe you're stuck at a certain yes, level. It's stale. It's, it's that there's the, it, and, it, some, and even the to them, issue. it's about how it feels to the and person it telling mean, it. Yes. it doesn't mean the relationship's stale, but maybe that issue has to go deeper yes. or you have to let go of it. Well, that's like I've always felt there's with something learning stuck. things. You, I will be interested in anything a good teacher teaches. Right. Like if they're speaking from a place of passion and knowledge, I get interested. Absolutely. Because I tap into their passion for it. And the converse is true too. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. And it was just such a like, you yeah. know, and, and now, and I think the reason it also stayed is it was very, it wasn't even though it was so harsh, but it was so direct, right? And I think that that actually in a weird way does capture, like you're very economical and it's not without kindness but you're you get to the sometimes it's sometimes. not kind <laughs> I mean Holly's like that life, a lot yeah. of times yes. I'm like whoa yeah yeah, like, yeah yeah it's a bit of a dense male thing too it has to do with or the style little, right and I, I do think that with things like even sending emails like work things or something like if they're important to me I try and make sure that when I'm communicating that I'm actually present in the ask or the connection I'm trying to make because People can also sense, like, you know, if you're, like, reaching out because you're trying to set something up and it feels, like, rote, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. people can sense that where when you're genuinely engaged, people sense that too. And I think there's, like, the the whole science of, like, how we communicate and how much of ourselves we allow into these dynamics is, like, it's pretty interesting. That's really interesting because while you were saying that, I was thinking I have a lot of mixed feelings about manifestation I often feel like what people are calling manifestation is just privilege. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and so I really kind of, I'm a little allergic to it. But what you just described is a kind of manifestation that resonates where it's like being truly connected, truly, and, and vulnerable in your ask, you know, like, or your email or your communication where you're like present, that kind of presence I could see how I could understand that. Does this make well, sense? Well, yeah, yeah. To, to use an even more economical term for it, it's just making sure you're actually bringing good vibes. Yes. Because people really, I, I think most of us in the world, there are you do meet people that are super driven in one particular direction and their mind is set on it. Like, you know, maybe like Mark Zuckerberg was like that or something. These people who are like weird people who just focus on one thing and they, they have their mission. The rest of us... Mostly want to do interesting things that kind of do okay and keep the lights on and bring us joy. And, you know, I've always been pretty good at getting people involved in projects I've been doing because I think people actually enjoy leadership if it's enthusiastic. Totally. And I like I like joining someone's project if they're psyched about it. I'm like, oh, this is going to be inspiring. Yeah. And I think it's really like it's pretty simple too. It's just like taking seriously the energy with which you bring your invitation to people to be involved in things. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so while you're saying that, I was thinking about Michael Jordan because he's one of those like on a mission. And then I'm just taking you where I want to. I want to see that. Should we see it, the movie? Oh, yeah. And then rewatch the documentary, The Last Dance. Yeah, I watched that. Which brings me to my next point. Tying a little bow. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Like, my player, Scottie Pippen, Aww. his, his, first of all, the most beautiful yeah. being on planet Earth. It's unreal. Second of all, his voice. Mm. I recommend you guys watch The Last Dance and fall asleep to Scottie, Scottie Pippen. Pippen. Okay. Be cradled in those arms. Be, I yeah. Would, yeah. yeah if, 
if Scotty Pippen Could, is yeah. a beautiful baby, yeah. oh my god, I'm just putting it out there. Oh, Scotty, I'm Pippen. open. That would be a surprise. That would be that would be interesting. I'm yeah. open, yeah. and I feel like Pally would totally. That would be cool your pass. I would listen yeah. to Scotty. How do we get the most Scotty Pippen voice? I guess the just, last dance. Oh, AI, he has, baby, like, AI. Scene. Who needs the last dance? No, he's like talking, and it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. he's like you know. You know, he's reflecting, so there's also this real, like, yeah. I mean, it's very sexy yeah. to watch I, Scott. I, okay, that so wait, Scotty Pippen would be your pass. Who would Pally's be? Like, who does he get to sleep with? Yeah. It's like I Daphne. have two people, guys. My other one is Kara Swisher. Oh, oh, the if journalist. If she's a beautiful baby, yeah, I yeah, want yeah. her to know I'm open. I feel like Kara <laughs> Swisher is like, you're, you're edging into things that are possible. You actually might cross paths with this person. <laughs> so you're, totally. playing, you're playing a dangerous we have game. friends that come in, but <laughs> I'm true. also open to just like, yeah. Being your best friend, yeah. Yes. Like yeah. basically, what I mean. whatever Maybe she wants, whatever you're happy. You, you I don't want, want to upset be her your wife. Best. She's oh, married. Yeah. I think Scotty Pippen's divorced. So yeah, yeah, yeah. you're um, safe there. But okay, who would Pally's be? I would. I mean, if it's like Scotty Pippen level, yeah, it's all gonna be the same people. She would you also, let Pally like, fuck Scotty Pippen? I would oh probably God. let. The thing is, is that oh my god, but I want more from those relationships. Oh, you're yeah. you're thinking polygamy. It's not just sleeping with. It's, it's like, like I want. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. wa- like my fantasy of being walked around a room by Scottie Pippen in his arms, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. way that Robert Altman. I mean, like being cra- cradled, or you go, you get to be with Kara Swisher. Like you would go on a an amazing vacation together, and it wouldn't just be sexual. You would get to be in each other's lives. It's like, you might so, bike. I'm tell you what yeah. I want from Kara Swisher yes, yes. is more like I just is like I love her take and I would like it not in a podcast or a article because I feel like I would get even the more sort of unedited yeah. just her take like call you a couple times a week to go over and yes. you're willing to trade your sexuality for that no, you access you don't even have to but well, I guess like, I just want to be friends oh. guys anyway let's move yeah, on yeah let's move on this listen what an accomplishment a I know. year of unboring unrepetitive natural fluid fun sexy interesting expansive podcast it's a huge accomplishment yeah, thank you. And thank it's evolving. So it's fun it really to feel is. it keep changing. Too. It really yeah, is. Yeah, it's it, cool. It really is. Oh my God. Uh, love you guys. We so love you too. Thank you. So, oh, too. let's do a little, tell people where they can find you, follow you, your platform, all that stuff. Um, at doing well, doingwell.com. And I work with people privately in groups. And I also have a subscription platform, the doing well subscription. That's kind of the most accessible way to be in touch with me and what I do and you don't have to be fashionable to get healthy with Daphne but it will make you more fashionable that's just the reality I'm sorry you can't deny that Daphne you anyone in your vicinity automatically becomes more stylish that's just how it is okay Okay. I love you too thank you for having me beautiful babies beautiful babies we did it we did it together we're we're together Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.